Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you folks, it's never going to be time to panic. Because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth it. Fighting for America's worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on Dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Okay, hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I'm delighted that you're here. Thank you, thank you. We'll be here tomorrow, Thanksgiving Thursday, also on Black Friday. So take us with you. Wendy Bell Radio is where you what what you punch in to get our podcast, wherever you get your favorite listening material, Wendy Bell Radio. Download us onto your device and then listen to us wherever you go at your leisure. It's so convenient and we're excited to be there for you. So if you think about how... How much the media, how much the uniparty, how much everyone has worked in concert to protect Joe Biden and his crime family business. It's really so disappointing. How many people had to be intimately connected? How many people had to had to be silent? How many people had to lie? to pervert the reality of the news. And at, at every echelon of government down to just even poll workers, what would it take for you to sell your morality? Would it be monetary? Would it be philosophical? Would it be something that you felt deeply in and that that justified to you at at whatever cost you could break the law, you could lie, you could cheat, you could steal, you could cover up information? I don't know what it is, but I'm reading something from the Washington Free Beacon today, and it suggests that the the campaign to cover up Joe Biden's alleged criminality isn't really working. Here's your headline. 60% believe Biden participated in Hunter's business dealings. How could you not? Under what rock must you live to not? Because whether or not you pay attention to the mainstream media who have not covered the story at all, you've got social media by and large. I'm sure you do. You've got Facebook, you got Twitter, you're walking through your feeds every day. What's going on? What's happening? And every single day there's another story 
There's another drop from Congress. Another thing from House Oversight. Did you hear that that Jim Jordan and House Judiciary is now subpoenaing the assistant U.S. attorney, the woman in Delaware who specifically ran interference so that the IRS investigators, Gary Shapley and and, uh, Joseph Ziegler, were prohibited in their investigation of the Biden crime family. They were prohibited from talking about Joe's connection to it. They were prohibited from asking about the 10 percent for the big guy. That they, they were prohibited from linking in any capacity whatever they were doing to quote unquote investigate Hunter Biden. Joe Biden had to completely be separated from it. And they did that. It was purposeful leading into the 2020 election. These people have run interference for him and still three out of five voters polled knows everything they need to know or at least enough to know that this family is crooked as nuts. Here's your story. 60% of Americans believe that President Joe Biden participated in the business dealings of his son, Hunter, according to a new poll. And you guys mean to tell me that in some polls right now, Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump are neck and neck? Do you believe that within a... Shr- Is there a figment? Is there a scintilla, a skosh of reality in that? No! Are you out of your mind? Are Democrats so desperate to stay away from Donald Trump and and conservative values, which are common sense, which are pro-family, pro-USA, pro-sanity, pro-safety, pro-progress values that they're willing to get in bed with somebody who's sold out access to the office, who's clearly being bribed and blackmailed by Xi in China and by others in other foreign governments, you le- you mean to tell me that there's a chunk of Democrats in this country that would rather put their vote in that basket than in Donald Trump's? Are you out of your mind? 60%. Majority of respondents in this poll conducted last week by Harvard University Center for American Political Studies said they believed Biden, quote, helped and participated in Hunter Biden's business. Wait a minute, but this administration has said never, ever. He said never, ever, never once. Never once. And then all of a sudden there's a wall. There was that wall. There's no wall. And then it was never willingly. And then it's knowingly. And then it was never profited off of. Stories and the semantics continued to change and Americans continued to wake up. 81% of GOP respondents, obviously not, not surprising, believe that Joe Biden clearly was involved, is involved, remains involved, as did 39% of Democrats. Wait a minute. 39% of Democrats in this poll think Joe Biden is dirty? Because that's exactly what it is. You mean to tell me that if Donald Trump and Jared Kushner were in business, right, And they did what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden reportedly did, that this wouldn't be front page news, that he wouldn't be tarred, feathered and and hanged in the gallows already, of course. I mean, they make him a Nazi, for heaven's sakes. That's not a stretch. Additionally, 46 percent of respondents had a favorable or very favorable view of Joe Biden. How does that work out? How does 60 percent believe that he's dirty, but 46 percent of that 60 percent say, well, But I like him. He's my guy. Boy, what do you do? So that had us going a little bit deeper. Let's go into this poll a little bit. And you and I are going to go through it together. It's 81 pages long. I'm not going to, obviously, 
81 pages. Harvard caps Harris poll. And this is what it's it's considered the approval and mood of the country poll. What does it find here? This is a survey conducted online here in the United States recently. This is a week ago, last week, November 15th to 16th. So last Tuesday to Wednesday. And a pretty good sample, 2,851 registered voters. Results were weighted for age within gender, region, race, ethnicity, blah, blah, blah. They use census data to make sure they get the percentages correctly. Allegedly, this is what they find. Just one in three say the country is on the right track. But you're to believe that 46% have a favorable view of Joe Biden. Got it. One in three say the country is on the right track. Perception of the U.S. economy, terrible. Obviously, terrible. Economy on the wrong track. Perceived strength of the U.S. economy remains underwater. Three in five saying it's weak. Around one in two continue to say their personal financial situation is getting worse. How does that equal 46% still think Joe Biden is likable? I don't get that. Does it work for me? We'll continue. Biden's approval rating has been level in the low to mid-40s for the past several months. I highly, highly doubt that. Highly doubt that. You don't have war in two different places. You don't have American taxpayers footing the bill. You don't have such discontent in Congress. You don't have millions of people coming across the border and have people say, I like Joe, he's a good guy. Biden's approval on handling of most key issues is under 50 percent, but this has improved on the economy and foreign affairs this month. Apparently, people are thinking that he's doing better than he was. GOP approval remains steady in the mid 40s. I don't know about that. Democrats, however, approval of where Joe Biden is and what he's doing still underwater, 46 percent. People don't trust Congress. A third of people say, I believe in what Congress is doing. RFK Jr., Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and Donald Trump are the political figures with the highest net favorability. You believe that? I do. The U.S. military police and the FBI are most favorable institutions, followed by Israel and Ukraine. That's wild, ladies and gentlemen. Wild. Inflation continues to be the top issue facing the country, followed by immigration. A hundred percent correct. Now, wait a minute. How can we say that mortgage rates are the highest they've been? Fewer people are buying homes. We have 10 million people who've come across the border. You're about to hear some very staggering information from Alejandro Mayorkas in a directive to his Border Patrol agents. Your face will melt off. I guarantee you. We have prices still out of control, even though Janet Yellen is going to tell you that it's coming down. And yet 46% of respondents think Joe Biden is a good guy. I don't get it. Absolutely don't get it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not so sure we're supposed to. And there's some very interesting statistics about guns. Guns, guns, guns. When people don't feel safe, what do they do? And how many? I'm not so sure you're going to be ready for this number we're going to drop on you. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, Lib of the Week. We've got two of them. Two Libs of the Week. They do not disappoint, nor do their sordid stories. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.
about this question in the Harvard Harris poll? Do you think Joe Biden is mentally fit? Democrats say yes, seventy-one percent. <laughs> I heard that through this. I heard that through the glass. R- really? Yes. I think we can all agree he's not mentally fit. Nineteen percent of GOP voters who were surveyed. Yes, he's mentally fit. Nineteen percent. Thirty-one percent of independents. How about he's too old? Showing he's too old. 37% of Democrats said yes. 63% said no. He's perfectly fine. He walks into the bushes. I know. I know. 89% of the GOP respondents say he's too old. Showing he's too old. 72% of the independents. How about this? He's worsening as president rather than improving. Well, 51% of Democrats said he's improving. Well, the Easter Bunny hasn't had to tell him where to go, so I guess that's improvement. What is this 14% of the GOP and 16% of independents? What I see in all of this is how closely independents are aligning with the GOP. They're not middle of the road. It's not like, well, I don't know, 50-50. He's good on something. He's bad on others. No, independents are saying, pal. What are we doing? And then I'm going to give you this last one. Voters are split on whether Trump will be convicted. I'm trying to figure out of what. Like, what did he do? Did anybody really know what he did? He ran and he won. That's what he did. And this is all retribution. A small majority think he will shake up the country for the better. What are you talking about? Will be convicted. 29% of GOP respondents think he's going to be convicted. 72% of Democrats. This is where the independents are right in the middle. 48%. Whatever. 82% of GOP think he's going to shape up the country. Shake up the country for the better. Trump will. All right. It is time, my friends, for Libs. Libs of the week. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. All right. Let's get to it. So we have two. Kathy Hochul is one of them. And you'll understand why when you hear this idiotic soundbite. So of all the things that we could be litigating and worrying about for children, K through 12 kids, what could we be talking about? Getting groomer teachers out of their way? Maybe stopping the LGBT talk? Maybe stop sexualizing kids, normalizing pornography, introducing it in their libraries? Maybe we could focus on test scores. I mean, that, that's just like me spitballing crazy stuff, right? No, according to Kathy Hochul, we've got much bigger things to, to deal with with K-12 students in New York State. Enjoy. Today I'm directing the director of Division of Homeland Security and emergency services to develop media literacy tools for K through 12 in our public schools. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand how to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation, and online hate. Start talking about what we're seeing out there. Give the teachers the tools they need to help these conversations in school. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction, we can better inoculate them from hatred and the spread of it and help prepare them for a very fast-moving and often confusing world. That's code for we need to control the information. We need to determine what is real and what is not. And what is real is almost never what is real. 
How scary is that coming on the heels of her getting this emergency power to say, and Shazam, we feel like you need to be quarantined somewhere. Sorry, it's not anywhere proximal to your family, but it's for the greater good because now she's got the power to do that. That's scary. She's not talking about anything that's beneficial to children at all. We want to be able to manipulate. We want to be able to determine what is their truth. That's crazy. That's lib of the weeky. Then there's Jared Bernstein. This guy is the bumbling goofball who's one of the Biden spokespeople, one of the advisors. This is where they give you the story of deflation. Look, everything that this administration is doing. Oh, my gosh. Look at the progress we've made. Don't worry about where we started and that we've ruined everything since then. Listen to this garbage. I think in areas where prices went up, you know, really uh, uh, a great deal and were highly elevated, you know, there you want to see prices come down, not just disinflation, but deflation. So let me hit you with a few numbers. So airline tickets down 13 percent over the past year. Car rentals, 10 percent. Eggs, 22 percent. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner, to be a bit topical, uh, down four and a half percent with uh, with turkey down about six percent. That's deflation. That is lower prices in those areas. All right. So now I'm going to admit I might have gotten screwed. But with my 25, my 25 pound turkey and a and a quart of gravy is a hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> what? The cost of turkey, by the way, your turkey dinner. Uh, uh, the turkey itself is up thirty one and a half percent over what it was before Joe Biden allegedly became president. Up thirty one percent. What? And Jared Bernstein's like, oh, we're bringing everything down. It's fabulous. We're bringing it down from how much you guys screwed it up, you klutz. How about the cost of a rental car? Oh, that's up 17%. How about your airfare? That's another 21%. Thanksgiving general dinner in general, 25%. Brock, come on. Turkey lunch meat's out of my price range, for God's (laughs) sakes. I'll give you some of my leftovers. I should have plenty. All right, don't get anywhere. Coming up, Democrat dysfunction on steroids. Oh, boy, Alejandro Mayorkas in the hot seat. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I don't think it's deniable that the majority of us have a very firm grip on right versus wrong. I don't think it's complicated. And so I have so many different questions in my mind about why the people in my life who are staunch Democrats continue down that path where it seems like every decision that is made is indefensible and hurts somebody, them included. And you don't have to be a parent to be worried about the situation with specifically the unaccompanied migrant kids who've come across our border. I, my perspective is everybody needs to go back home just does you need to go home you need to go back from where you came we need to get america back on track focused america first we need to get out of these trade deals with other countries we need to be self-sufficient entirely there's no reason that the greatest place on planet earth can't make everything it needs right here with the resources we have and if we need to get something We have the smartest people in order to innovate. Why don't we do that? It's obviously the mom in me who's worried about these kids. 85,000 that our government has lost track of. They haven't lost track of them. They didn't care. 
They didn't care that they were going to be then sold into servitude, placed with somebody, somebody who had terrible ideas, who saw a child not as, not as this precious being to be protected and nourished and cultivated, but as a slave to go de-beak chicken, to go clean hotels, to go work in a factory, all hours of the night to be sold into sexual servitude. Can't think about it. So you would think that on the hot seat, how many times has, has DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas sat there and bloviated and lied and, and, and obfuscated and pointed fingers elsewhere so many times? This defies logic, though. Rather than being focused on, we got to find these kids. We got to make sure people are okay. We need to have an honest conversation about this. Alejandro Mayorkas has a different directive for the Customs and Border Patrol agents. Got to make sure you don't misgender all those illegal aliens with incorrect pronouns. Cannot make it up. You cannot make it up. That that is the directive to Customs and Border Patrol agents, many of whom have been taken off of their duties that they normally would be serving to create finger sandwiches for the migrants, to operate as their glorified travel agents and make sure they get where they're going at our dime. And now they have to worry about trampling anybody's sensibilities regarding their pronouns. Do you really think that a, that a child who's no doubt because the journey here is awful, We've listened to Oscar Blue how many times? Tell us. Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent in Mexico. He's gone through the Darien Gap. He's seen the bodies stuck in the mud. It's that disgustingly thick. He knows about the coyotes who are now called travel advisors, who get paid whatever parents can scrape together to then sexually assault repeatedly the children in their care before they get here. Do you really believe any of those kids is worried one iota about their pronoun? Of course not. How do Democrats get behind these people? How do you get behind these quote-unquote administration officials who suck at everything? There's not even some semblance of, well, that was okay. It's all tragic. The headline above could have been written by our friends over at the satire site, the Babylon Bee. But, of course, unfortunately, it's an all-too-true heads-up about the latest idiotic policy of Team Biden. Story I'm reading to you from Red State. Brought to us by none other than the serial lying head of the Department of Homeland Security, Alex Mayorkas. Biden's bumbling border chief is now ordering Customs and Border Patrol agents not to use, quote, incorrect pronouns when they encounter illegal aliens as they stream across the southern border. Classic. Classic garbage. As millions of illegals continue to flow in the country, including more than 1.7 million gotaways, not to mention the sobering reality of CBP encounters over the last year with 169 people that we know of on the terror watch list. And of course, the people who are bringing over hundreds of pounds of fentanyl, et cetera, et cetera. The people charged with protecting our borders are now more concerned about misgendering illegals than keeping us safe and keeping them the hell out of our country. Well, I wish that would be the worst of, of where we're going. It's, it's really not. It's so stupid. How about Biden's Pentagon demanding 
$114 million. $114 million. The Pentagon, which just failed its sixth audit in a row, for spending more than the revenue it brings in. I don't know if you guys balanced your family's budget that way. How long would you be staying where you are? Curious, right? You can only be on a losing track record for so long unless, of course, you're a Democrat or a uniparty member in an administration. Why does Lloyd Austin, why does the Pentagon want $114 million? Is it to refortify our forces after we've given so much to Ukraine? Is that it? Is it to maybe get us back on track after leaving $7 billion worth of equipment on the tarmac, et cetera, elsewhere in Afghanistan during that botched withdrawal? No, it's for diversity initiatives. Isn't that cute? I totally, I, yeah, 100%. Why do you think 8,000 U.S. servicemen and women left the military during the COVID mandatory shot mumbo jumbo and only 43 have come back? Because the government, the military, is a joke. It's a joke. Here's your story. Following a report on Tuesday that the Pentagon had requested around $114 million for diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility programs in the 2024 fiscal year, Marjorie Taylor Greene called out the department for the ask as they failed a sixth consecutive audit. Quote, the Pentagon has no idea where the hell all the taxpayer money that's been funding it went for the last six freaking years. But they have the audacity to ask for more funding for diversity, equity and inclusion programs. She wrote, does Joe Biden want the military to be a lethal fighting force or a clown show? That might be the tweet of the day. A clown show, Marjorie, you know that. I just want to know that the guy standing next to me, if I'm one of the elite fighters in this country, is ready to do the job. Isn't worried about his feelings or shade of lipstick. And that leads us to this point. Are you at all surprised? Because I'm not. Breitbart.com NBC News poll records highest American gun ownership in poll history. We got crazy things going on in this country. You've got priorities that are absolutely off the charts because that's the way they're supposed to be. That's what this whole DEI nonsense is about. Wrap people in this presumed, presumptive, I should say, virtue signaling do-goodery of suck and make them bow with the altar of woke, which doesn't do anything to move any needle. It just ticks people off. And they're going to want to buy a gun. Absolutely. An NBC News poll conducted November 10th through 14th. And this is going to get you guys. What percentage of U.S. households do you think has a gun? What percentage? 52%. What? Over half of Americans, 52%, say they or someone in their household owns a gun. NBC News noted this was the highest level of gun ownership ever recorded in one of their polls. In 2013, NBC News found the percentage of Americans owning guns was 42%. 2019, 46%. Now, 52%. Why? You guys remember the story we brought to you out of California. We had video guy holding a looks like a Starbucks cup of tea. 
right? He, he's in his house or he's, he's parked his car and he's got one of those things. I grew up in California, so it's not uncommon to see. The driveway has a, you know, there's like the thing that opens up. You drive, the, hit the buttons, the gate closes behind you, whatever. It's a scalable fence. Somebody who wants to break over it can. It's not complicated. And the video from the guy's ring doorbell shows him with his keys walking up to the door after parking his car, door shuts of the gate, and two dudes come out of nowhere with guns. They are going to get this guy. They're going to try to get into his house. He's got a newborn baby girl. He's got a wife and a nanny inside. What does he do? Takes out his gun. Dudes don't know he's got it. It's in his and it's in his pants. <laughs> Brings it out. Boom, 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 boom. Shoots at them. They go, they go racing away. Right, hero dad. He had a license to carry. And by the way, you don't even need to have a license, like a concealed carry or anything permit, when it's at your property in California. Fired at the guys. They ran away. State of California is coming after him. For defending his castle and his family. So answer me this. Do you believe that Harvard Harris poll that 46% of Americans are down with Joe Biden? That they like him? That they think he's a good dude? Because everything that we just told you about is an offshoot of rabid leftist, wacko communist, socialist, progressive policies. People don't feel safe because they're not. The military is woefully out of control with its spending, just like our government. And we have no idea who these people are who've come into our country. But you go ahead. November 2024. You vote the way you want. You want more of the same? Because the way I see it. 52% of American households having a firearm at the ready shows a very different narrative than the left is trying to spill. It's the way it goes. When we come back, do not go anywhere because I'm leaving you with a juicy tidbit. It's I consider it the kick in the pants today. Something that New York residents got a little reality dose of that has everything to do with Thanksgiving. What it is next. I think it's human nature to want to feel like you're a priority to someone. Whether it's your parents, your husband or your wife, whether you're a priority at, at, at your job, there's an inherent need to feel as though not only are you valued, you're needed, you're necessary, you're important. When was the last time you felt like that? If you live in a city that is run by a Democrat, because the city that I live in, Pittsburgh, we see now in various phases of decay, the filth and the stagnation of garbage and dead deer on the side of the highway. It's months until their total carcasses, until their bones. This is how our city views us, that they don't care about us. They don't care about using our tax dollars for anything other than what they want. It's not about cleanliness. It's not about pride. It's not about putting us first. It's nothing. It's garbage. It's bad leadership. It's checking boxes. It's voting Democrat, period. But in New York, there's a special slice of punch in the face today. And 
I enjoyed covering these stories at the food pantry and the various other places where volunteers raise money, get together, donate their time, whether it's the day before to give people all of the groceries that they need, the turkey and the yams and the potatoes and all of it. Here you go. Free of charge. We've raised the money. This is our gift to you or whether they serve it on Christmas or Thanksgiving Day. But in New York, where there are more than 100,000 migrants that have been relocated there just because, because this is your Biden administration. Migrants are getting free turkeys for Thanksgiving ahead of low-income New Yorkers. Now, this story I'm reading to you is from Breitbart, but they're not the only outlet putting this out. You're, you're, you're choosing winners and losers on an American holiday. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Spain. Thanksgiving isn't something they do in Guatemala. It's not something Mexicans celebrate. It is a uniquely United States thing. Well, migrants are now getting turkeys. Here's your story. Low-income New Yorkers living in public housing say newly arrived migrants have been first in line for free Thanksgiving turkeys ahead of the holiday. As public resources are strained from illegal immigration. So not only are we going to cut all of your services, you know, your access to the library, we're going to defund the police even more. All the social services that you once enjoyed. Well, it's too much now because we got to pay for all these people that the Biden administration has ushered in with its open borders. According to local reports and interviews, New Yorkers living in public housing competing against tens of thousands of newly arrived migrants to New York City when it comes to meals this Thanksgiving. Ew. Why do we have to take the butt of everything? New Yorker Georgia Butler told Fox 5 New York in an interview. This community is already suffering. The migrants were first in line for the turkeys this morning, she said. They tell you to be there at 11 o'clock. You get there at 1030, 1045, but they are already out there. The line is from over there to over here. According to this news report, New Yorkers then, they've seen some 8,000, 8,000 migrants move into their neighborhoods after having arrived at the United States-Mexico border after being released into the nation's interior. Already, low-income New Yorkers are dealing with strained resources. This week, city officials said they would offer, you think this is going to move the needle, Brock? Gift cards to those in public housing who've been forced to go without gas to cook meals for months. $15 gift card, Brock. That's what they get. What's that going to change? Happy Thanksgiving. I know that you've had to go without gas. You can't cook. I know you're poor and we don't care about you. But remember us when we give you this $15 gift card. Imagine how far that will go. What an insult. In addition, as you well know, Eric Adams, the mayor, has announced billions in budget cuts for New Yorkers after the city spent nearly one and a half billion dollars in just the last year on newly arrived migrants. By the end of next year, by the end of next year, you're not going to be prepared for this. The city is projected to spend 12 billion dollars on migrants. 
It is called socialism, communism, progressivism, Marxism, whatever ism you want to call it. It is the taking away from some and redistributing it to others. It is making a priority of a new class of hopefully Democrat voters and giving them, you get to pass, go, and collect 200 bucks and a free turkey. While every single night, thousands of New Yorkers, including a staggering number of veterans and children, go to bed hungry and without a roof over their heads. So they can tell us all they want, that they care, that things are looking up, that this is deflation, costs are coming down, everything's positive. But when you know that you don't matter, whether it's in your personal relationship or on the job, in your family, in your community, if you don't matter, it changes everything. Might that be why the black and Hispanic urban vote is making a decided shift to the right? It wasn't like this under President Trump. And everybody knows it. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, guys. I hope you're here because we will be. If not, have a blessed, blessed time with people you love. Come back on Friday, but we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.